There is a poem, or sometimes called a hymn, a song, which many Sephardic and Ashkenazi communities, they sing it on Friday night after the prayers. I'm sure you are familiar with it. It's called Yigdal Elohim Haivi Each line of that song represents one of the 13 principles which a Jew must believe in, as described, described by the Rambam. One of those lines states the following. Gomel le'ish hasid kemif'alu noten le'rashara kerish'atu. The Borei Olam, he will reward the righteous, the pious, he'll reward him properly, and he will also give proper punishment to the wicked. The reward and punishment is a very important principle that a Jew should believe in. But the reward is not always given in this world. The main reward is kept safe for the next world. But sometimes, if someone does something unusual in this world, Hashem will reward him. And we see this from our parasha, Parashat Vayera. It says in Perek Yutet, Pasuk Alev, Vayavou shene hamalachim sedoma ba'erev. Two malachim came to Sedom. The two malachim are identified as Malach Gabriel and Malach Raphael. Malach Gabriel was supposed to destroy Sedom. Malach Raphael is supposed to rescue Lot and save him from the destruction of Sodom and Amorah. Now, you ask a question, a very, very uh, good question. Why was Lot saved from Sodom? He was part of Sodom. With the Rosh Hashanah as they were. Why was he, uh, why was he saved? Oh, you might say, well, he was the nephew of Abraham. So, that's called uh, nepotism, you know. I heard that word a few weeks ago when uh, the UN ambassador, Nikki Haley, unfortunately decided to resign from her post. And President Trump said, you know, the best person to succeed her would be his daughter, Ivanka. But he said, I can't do it because nepotism. People are going to accuse me that I'm taking people from a family and giving him a high position in government. Now, you no know, such thing as nepotism. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to give a reward to someone or punish him because of somebody else. Well, it so happens that the reward for Lot to be rescued, actually, he merited it. He merited that reward. How? What happened? Why was Sodom destroyed? Pasuk says, People of Sedom, they were evil. They were sinners. Immorality was rampant over there. They were sinners with their wealth. Only theirs. Not part with anything of their own. What's mine is mine. I'm not going to give you anything. 
Therefore, the law was that any poor man or stranger that comes into town, no one is allowed to help him. Anyone that helps him, he would be punished severely and perhaps even with death. So look what Lot did. Just the opposite. He really took a chance on his own life and the life of his family. There were these two Malachim came as two strangers into town. And it says, Lot was sitting like by the gate over there. Why? Because Rashi says he was appointed as the judge then. Now, a judge is supposed to uphold, uphold the law. Not do the opposite of the law. Not actually violate the law. But the law is, you can't take in any strangers. Him, as a judge, he violated the law. Please come to the home of your servant. Suruna. He doesn't say come in from the front door. He was scared, I guess. Maybe they'll find out. So Surunara, she says, they come from the back. Somebody from the back. So nobody should notice, right? Well, they noticed anyway. Velinu Go ahead. You can stay overnight over here. You can wash. You can... And then she said, no, no. They said, don't worry about us. But I hope Nalin, we're going to just street, Malishi. We don't, we don't mind. But you know what? He didn't give up. He actually insisted. And then they came in. And what happened? Feast. He took a big chance. Right? Well, that is a very unusual kind deed. That was... He was rewarded for that. He was rescued. It is not because of his uncle, but because he did something right himself. And there's another thing that Hazal tells us. It says, Vaiskor Elohim et Abraham, Vaishalah et Lot remembered Abraham. Not Abraham himself, but Abraham that had with a uh, 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 relative to Lot, Veshalachet Lot. So what was this this idea of Abraham with a uh, relative to Lot? What was that about? That was about the fact that whenever Abraham was going, as we as we see in the parasha with Paro, with Abimelech, he tells, oh, Sarah is my sister. Now Lot knew it's not his sister. He knew it's part of the family. But he never divulged the secret. He kept it. He never said anything. The Hachamim said that in itself merited to have some kind of a reward. That's why he was rewarded. I want to tell you a short story. Uh, even though this has to do with the Goy, but I, one, one rabbi mentioned, mentioned this story once before, a true story. Now, Lot was a Rasha. Even in Rasha, if he does something great in this world, Hashem could reward him. It has to do with 
during the war, there was a family called the Heller, Heller family. This is around 1943, right in the middle of that horrible war, World War II. The Heller parents, they had a boy, five-year-old boy, and uh, they wanted somehow to save him. They knew that if he stayed by them, they're going to go, and he's going to go. So they went to one of the neighbors that they knew well, very friendly with, of course, Goyim, and they said to them, look, we don't know when they're going to come after us. Could be very soon, could be tomorrow, could be next week. We're going to leave our child with you. And here are two letters that you can send after the war. You can okay. Nice, smart kid. Took him in. They were happy with him. Parents were were gone. You know they were they were killed, murdered. And this boy, he grew up in this. Uh, Goishi family and they were the parents, these new parents were treating him like a regular Christian well then the war, he was around 9 or 10 at that time they took the kid to be baptized, that's what they do usually the kid to be baptized and they took him to this priest, a young priest early 20s and the priest says to, to this, uh, to this uh, woman, how come you're bringing this kid now? Baptism is not when they're 10 years old. They're much, much younger. So she knew what to say except telling him the truth, that he was a Jew. And they, the parents gave them this uh, child only temporarily, and after the war, they, they're supposed to send him to the United States. And you know what he said? Contrary to all other priests in that time, he said, no, that is unethical. That is not right. This kid was born as a Jew. They gave him to you only to take care of him until after the war. It is your duty, your responsibility to send those letters to the relatives in the US and she did and he was eventually came to the US he went to the relative of a religious Jew religious Jews and he grew up as a Jew himself religious Jew had big business and he kept he kept uh, the old parents the old uh, adoptive parents helped them out and everything else but you know what the end of the story is that told her it's immoral to do what she was doing later on in 1978 he became a pope the only Polish pope ever so this rabbi said who knows maybe because of what he did something that he did right we get rewarded for things that we do we are right now, this is one thing that we learn uh, from the parasha. 
And there's something else I would like to discuss, another lesson that we learn from the parasha. Very important. The very, the, uh, the pasuk on Vayera Elav Hashem Be'elonim Amna, Kadosh Baruch Hu came to visit Avraham Avinu, he was sick, it was the third day, he was in pain. And he was uh, by, the, uh, by the doorway there. Then Vaisaina, he raises his eyes, Vaya, he sees, he sees three men standing. And then he says, Vayar, Vayar and he sees again, Vayar, Vayar Stikratam. What happened was first he saw them. These three people were coming to him, but they saw that he was sitting, he was in pain, yeah, so they stopped. Maybe, you know, they didn't want to really bother him, come in. So after reflection, after a while, he went over to them. And he told them to come in. Now, Rashi Al-Vashalom, he brings this remark. Why, why does it say Vayar, Vayar, twice? So he says the first Vayar was a physical seeing. He saw with his eyes. He saw three people there. But the second one, Lashon Havana, he understood. After a moment of reflection, where he saw, despite the fact he was in pain from the Milan, and perhaps he should refrain. You know, he thought about it. He said, look, if I rationalize this, I'm not, I'm not a well man, maybe I shouldn't. No. He went for the mitzvah. Even after reflection, after logical reasoning, not because, not because just uh, from the spur of the moment. This was one of the great midot of Abraham Avinu. Consistency. He kept the same thing whether before or after reevaluating it is still the same thing. He was consistent in the way he was doing his hesed. Who they go to uh, some kind of a, uh, an appeal for a very good cause. There's a great speaker there, and and uh, he's a fiery speaker, and they somehow emotionally out with this and they they make a big pledge on the spur of the moment but some 10 15 half hour later they as they reflect about that they say wait a minute maybe i shouldn't have done that that's not abraham avinu when a guest come to abraham avinu whether he says one day two days a week three weeks he treats him the same way the third week as he treated him the first day that he came in. That's consistency in Avodat Hashem. Masechet Sukkah says, the Gemara over there, it compares Abraham Avinu to the Etrog. He said, the Etrog peri etzhadar. It's a beautiful tree, a beautiful fruit of the tree. What's the comparison between the Etrog and Avraham Avinu? So I saw on a pshat that, look, Peri Etz Hadar. Hadar means, of course, beautiful. But also Hadar means Hadar, Mishana Rishana, meaning 
that it stays on the tree from year to year. Normally, all the other fruits, once they become ripe, they fall down. Not the ethrod. It stays there. It's consistent. It stays there from year to year until the, a person comes and picks it. Consistency. That is the comparison between the Etrog and Abraham Avinu. He was always consistent in Avodat Hashem. And you know, we find something similar to that with Aharon Kohen. Aharon Kohen. In Parashat Be'alot Echa, it says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving Aharon Kohen a command, a mezvah, to what? Be'alot Chaitanerot, to light the menorah. And describes it how it should be done. Then after that it says, Vayas Aharon Ken. Aharon Kohen, he did exactly, precisely what Hashem told him to do. Now she says, this is a shevah. That's a praise for Aaron Cohen. Now let me ask you a question. We talk about Aaron Cohen. The great, the great Cohen. It was like Cohen Gadol. Do we expect a, a Cohen Gadol to deviate from the word of Akadosh Baruch? Hashem is telling him, you know what? You do this and that. He's going to do it differently? What do you mean? Vayas Aaron is really the big praise involved here. So the pshat over there is this. Vayas Aaron can not just that first day. The first when he did it, he did it with such excitement, with desire, with eagerness. The same way he treated it that first day, he was consistent doing the desert. The 40th year and the last day, he with the same excitement, with the same desire. That's consistency in Abadat Hashem. Now, one last point, and I think this is quite interesting. The, uh, there's a Midrash that says, like, what would be a Pasuk in the Torah that would... Uh, So there are three opinions. Ben Zoma says, Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. It's a beautiful pasuk, right? It's every day. Shema Israel. Here, we Kadosh Baruch Hu is unique. We're accepting the uniqueness of our so She says, well, no, I have a different pasuk. Commentary Beautiful thing. A minute. Shimon Mipazi says, No, it a kebis a hat Wow. Korban Tamid. Tamid means continual. Every day. 365 days a year. 
Shabbat, Kippur, one in the morning, one in the late afternoon. All the time. Now, I can understand consistent in Avodat Hashem all the time. This is very important. We have prayers every day. We can't say, okay, I prayed yesterday, that's enough, I'm going to that. No. Every day there's a prayer, you have to do it every day. Every day you eat, you have to make, you have to, to, to wash, make netilat yadayim, and make a berachan, mosi, and berkat Yes. Continuously. All the time. That's a great midah. Being kind to others continuously, consistently, that is a great midah in Avodat Hashem. Keep Shabbat every single week. This is a tremendous thing that we learn, a lesson we learn from Abraham Avinu. There are many lessons in Sefer Bereshit. It's not just a historical kind of a book. There's many as we go we're going to be learning more and more lessons. But this is one of them. Consistency in Avodat Hashem. Avodat Hashem, if we all adopt this kind of a midah, and we all be doing the mitzvot every single day, then Amen. contribute as much as you can every anything is welcome and if you have a simha please call us at slc we have a beautiful hall we can accommodate any simha shavua tov